every day on the big show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. want to remind you, we are your home of the Raiders. This week's Raiders game is brought to you by America First Credit Union, the exclusive home of the official Raiders debit card. Same great features and benefits now with the silver and black. Learn more at AmericaFirst.com slash Raider. Uh, the game this week, Raiders-Steelers, 11 a.m., uh, coming up on Sunday morning, so tune in for that. Jake, I just saw a young kid uh, walk by with a T-shirt that you should have. What did it say? The talent has arrived. I think it's all you, buddy. I'm saying you. I'm paying you a compliment. That's nice of you. Uh, you ready for a little what's going on? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, uh, let's start off with DJ and PK. They did a little ASU preview with Doug Haller, who covers the Sun Devils, and uh, looking at tomorrow night's game against the Cougs. How is Arizona State? 2-0 and nationally ranked. You feeling like that's legit or you got questions? What are you thinking? Well, I think anyone who's watched them uh, would have questions. Uh, they've played Southern Utah and UNLV. And maybe even though if you look at the scores, they won uh, pretty easily. Uh, I think, you know, maybe they played two good quarters um, during those eight uh, probably the last two quarters against Vegas this past Saturday. The defense finally came together. The offense showed some signs. But other than that, you know, the passing game is a question mark. The defensive line has not been as good as everyone expected. So, yeah, going into this game, there, I think there are still some questions about how good this team really is. Doug, I got a great story idea for you. You, you don't even need to thank me. You'll love this story. <laughs> RSL is Major League Soccer team here in Salt Lake, I'm sure, as you probably know. And their coach, their interim coach, is a graduate of Thunderbird High School right there on 19th and Thunderbird. So it's a great local story. Plus, Doug, not only is that the connection, but myself, I am a graduate of Thunderbird High School. And your longtime friend, Scott Bordeaux, is a graduate of Thunderbird High School. Man, I mean, the, the connections are just overwhelming, Doug. Yeah, those are three legends right there. Um, <laughs> you know, coming out of, of Thunderbird High. You don't see that very often. I think probably the only thing that compares uh, isn't uh, Sam Usual and King Griffey Jr. from the same hometown. Um, so maybe, you know, right along those lines. Maybe not quite to that level of two Hall of Famers, but we're, we're really, really close. Yogi Berra and Joe Garagiola on the same street in St. Louis. How about that? Same neighborhood, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're definitely in that same neighborhood with those three. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson and Janis Joplin were high school teammates or classmates. <laughs> no, that one I, I did not know. I would not have guessed. That's definitely an eye couple right there. So you mentioned that passing game and – we're waiting, waiting, waiting. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. I mean, they got all these receivers. It seems like they got one four-star after another, but I don't know that they can even gain four yards in the past game. What is going on, and what can happen? To, what needs to happen to make it be more proficient? 
Yeah, uh, you know that, that was kind of a storyline last year as well. Uh, Jaden Daniels came in his first year. You know, he he had pretty good receiver to throw to, and Brandon Ayuk, who turned out to be a number one draft pick. Um, did Brandon Ayuk help out make Jaden look a little bit better uh, than what he was at the time? Maybe, uh, but that you know that may have worked both ways. Um, but it's, you're you're right. A couple years ago, they brought in. I think four receivers uh, who are ranked as four stars coming out of high school. Um, so there was a lot of excitement. Uh, Johnny Wilson, 6'7 kid from California. L.V. Bunkley Shelton was another one. Chad Johnson, um, junior. His dad played in the NFL. So there was a lot of excitement. And it's just, I mean, last year you could see it. Um, they just kind of weren't on the same page. They didn't have that chemistry. And then, you know, this year it's pretty much the same thing. I'm a little bit surprised because they've had a full – off season without any, you know, COVID restrictions to kind of iron that out, but not much has changed. And it's not all on the young receivers. You know, Jaden Daniels is in his third year now. And, you know, he's, you know, so, I mean, in practice, just when, when things were open a little bit more, you know, he was overthrowing Johnny Wilson, you know, Johnny Wilson, six foot seven. Um, you know, so, and, and, and even in the first two games, we've seen some, you know, some passes that he's completed. But, you know, it's, the receivers have kind of had to break off their, their routes a little bit to, 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 to wait for it or he throws behind them a little bit. So that is the concern. Now, you know, we made a big deal here locally about who's the number one guy, who's it going to be. Maybe they don't need a number one guy. Maybe you could do it by committee. I don't know the answer to that. But it's definitely uh, uh, something to watch. The running game solid. The passing game uh, remains a work in progress. So, Rashad White, is he uh, going to fight? I think all Utah fans here remember Eno Benjamin uh, having big games against Utah and going off the NFL and being really good. Is, is White cut from the same cloth? Yeah, well, they're different. Um, you know, Eno was a pure running back. Rashad is, I mean, he's, he's a little bit more versatile. Um, Rashad could be, you know, I think probably a receiver if he wanted to be. Um, and they use him that way, too. They, they throw the ball a lot to him, but He's just a guy that when you put the, when you put the ball in his hands, you know, he ends up getting seven, eight, nine, ten yards every time he touches the ball. Um, he averaged ten yards a carry last year, and you know that's impressive. It was over only four games, so I, you know, stretched out to a regular season that he, he would have averaged that, but it was still impressive. Yeah, I think six fifty-yard uh, plays. Um, so yeah, he's, he's explosive. He can make things happen. Um, good speed, good size. He's he's going to be a factor in just about every game they play. So Kyle Whittingham said that they lost the game to BYU in the trenches, and he came back on his Monday press conference and said, BYU just pushed the Utah defensive front around, and he couldn't remember the last time they got pushed around like that. When you hear that, combined with what you've seen from ASU, what is your expectations for BYU's ability to run the ball? Yeah, that's going to be the big thing. Um, that anytime Kyle Whittingham says that about, I mean, a Utah given their their reputation and what they've done in the Pac-12, uh, that's something that you kind of underline and highlight. Um, and, and given the fact that Arizona State has you know not been as good as expected up front, that that bodes well. That does not bode well for Arizona State. Um, they've been fairly good uh, against the run, uh, but you know it's it's really hard to, you know, look at Southern Utah and UNLV, and they might go on to have good seasons, but it's hard to kind of compare that to what BYU has done with BYU playing two Pac-12 opponents to start off. You know, I think B- I think Arizona State's going to play better on Saturday. I do. I think they'll play their best game that we've seen so far. 
I don't know if it's going to be good enough to win, especially on the road, especially, you know, the timing, you know, playing them at week three, given where they are and where Arizona State is. Uh, but that, I mean, I think that's, that's probably the storyline of the game going into it for sure. There you go. Doug Haller, who covers uh, the Sun Devils, seems far from, uh, well, I, uh, he seems to think, I think, the Sun Devils have a lot to prove. They've been far from the perfect team so far this year. Yeah, I thought what he said there at the end was uh, real interesting. That is, he thinks the Devils will come in and play their best game, but, but he is putting into question whether that's good enough to beat the Cougars. So... I thought that was an interesting point that Jaden Daniels doesn't necessarily have the receivers to throw to that he has he had earlier in his career. That certainly might be an issue. Yet another reason to to make him throw. Yeah, I agree with that. And and the most important part of that whole interview, what I took from it was that uh, PK went to Thunderbird High School. <laughs> yeah, that was something. He did. Yeah, yeah. And somehow the RSL coach got brought up. I have been to Thunderbird High School. Now oh, you're on the, onto it. Uh, I, have, I did not go there, but I have actually been to that school. Let me tell you what I uh, know about Thunderbird High School, Gordon. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> How much Never heard do of you it. Then you're know? not listening to enough DJ and PK, Never my heard of it. <laughs> uh, let's move on to Hanson Scotty. We, there was a little BYU-Arizona State preview for you. Let's now get a Utah-San Diego State uh, preview with uh, the guys, Hanson Scotty, with San Diego State play-by-play announcer Ted Leitner. Here you go. I want to start with this. I've seen a couple of rumors that Jordan Brookshire didn't come out of that last game so healthy. Is there anything to those rumors, and, and can you help put to, get, put to bed some of those things? I think, uh, I think the rumors have moved into the fact that they, they've had, a, again, a rule there at that, uh, with the ball club. If you don't practice – you don't play. They just don't think that you can just sit out. Uh, he's had a walking boot on as he's walked across campus. People have seen him. He hasn't been at practice. Uh, he was there, and then he was not there at all for another practice. So I can't imagine a scenario where, although you never know with coaches and then <laughs> trying to find the edge and all that, but there's not a lot of edge here. Just they're very similar quarterbacks. So I, I really believe that with the Bookshire and the foot injury that Lucas Johnson is going to start the ball game. And he started the Nevada game last year. He really had a terrific first half of the lead against Nevada. Then his whole history, he's a San Diego kid that went to Georgia Tech and got hurt there repeatedly and then really looked sensational in that one half and then hurt his leg again and tried to come back, couldn't, and then they eventually went to Brookshire last year. So Brookshire had an average performance against New Mexico State, was really sensational and mistake-free against Arizona in Tucson. Now I let's get this party started. He's pretty much a similar quarterback, can run. He's faster than Brookshire. Both have average arms, not that strong, but they can get the ball down. They won't really probably throw it 30, 40 yards downfield. It'll be short stuff, a lot of rollout stuff. But I think you should look for uh, Lucas Johnson. Well, that's uh, it's good insight, and it's also when you've got a, a new quarterback coming in, it's nice to have a safety blanket like Greg Bell behind you uh, who's averaging 143 yards a game on 20 carries. Chance Bell, also a tremendous player as well. Uh, but let's talk about Greg and what makes him so special uh, for the San Diego State offense. You know, he's one of those guys that when you see him, you don't immediately think, wow, wow, blazing speed, because they had that in Rashad Penny who's now with, with uh, Seattle in the NFL, 
and uh, though coming off an ACL a year ago, and uh, but Bell has that deceptive speed and one step and he's gone and they don't catch him and he's just just big enough strong enough. I mean, the guy went to Nebraska and started at Nebraska, which pretty much tells you in terms of his resume that he can play. And he had injury problems a little bit in Nebraska. And then last year, he was just warming up, you know, with one of those uh, rubber stretch stretch uh, exercises and a big rubber band. And it slipped out of his hand and snapped and hit him in the eye. That was before two years ago. And so he lost that year. He had only one year of eligibility. That was last year. But with the NCAA and then the COVID situation, allowing guys to add another year, he's done that and come back. He's the latest in a long line of really, really good San Diego backs. You know, a couple of them I mentioned, and DJ Pumphrey ran for cards apiece. So uh, Bell is not quite in that category. But to answer your question, really, really good. Uh, I wanted to just take a little bit closer look at San Diego State's record against Pac-12 opponents. Uh, Scotty and I were looking at this up as we were getting ready for the show, and they are 6-2 and two in their last eight games against Pac-12 opponents. This is a team and a, and a staff that just really doesn't fear a, a, a Power 5 opponent, it seems, Ted. No, they really don't, and they have that philosophy. I think, in both in football and basketball, where they will say, "If you don't, if you don't play," <laughs> with some of the schools like Alabama and Nebraska, who play, you know, uh, weak, weak cupcakes, and and you know, have great programs like that. Not so much Nebraska now, but even Alabama, you know, playing playing Kent State's and Troy's and stuff like that. You know, if you got a great program like that, a great team like that, play somebody. And the Aztecs believe in that. They just, you know, added uh, St. Mary's and Michigan in the basketball program. And their philosophy is, you know, if you're going to be good and you think you're good, play somebody. And so the Aztecs do that in in, uh, in the, the Pac-12. And their history way back when was horrible. But like you guys mentioned, now they're very good. And in recent years, they've beaten Arizona State in Tempe. Now they've beaten Arizona in Tucson. And I realize Arizona, you know, is, is, is not very good right now. But they've beaten uh, Stanford when they were very good. They went to UCLA two years ago. They had never beaten UCLA. And they beat them in Pasadena a couple of years ago. So they've been, they really believe that if you're not going to, you know, play somebody, you won't get ranked. You won't climb in those rankings. So why safe? And I kind of appreciate that because, like I said, a lot of that scheduling has become an art form in, in college football where huge, huge programs play these nobodies just to get an automatic win. What good is that for anybody except the team that, you know, flies in and gets that check for a million dollars from Alabama to play there, get beat up, and then limp on home? All right, there you go. That's the play-by-play voice of uh, the San Diego State Aztecs, Ted Leitner. And I think San Diego State is good. I think this is a really hard matchup for Utah. I I would guess they would rather play (laughs) almost any other Mountain West team just based on how good San Diego State is and the way that they play. And I don't know how good Boise is this year, so maybe that's not a a great statement. But this is probably not the team they'd want as a follow-up to the game last year. Maybe not, but on the other hand, uh, don't you want a decent opponent, Uh, not just some sort of gimme? No, I'd rather stomp Washington State and get my my mojo back. Oh, I I don't know. I think you can get your mojo back by playing a, a quality opponent that you're better than. And I think that's the case here. We'll see. I don't know. The U's are going to win this game. You think? In my opinion. And uh, I, but I, I think it's a, it's just, 
if you accomplish something that has some meaning to it, then I think that sets you up better for conference play. Okay. All right. I don't know. I, I would just maybe think... it's risky. Maybe you think the Utes are at risk on this one, and, and maybe they are. But I would expect them to win by double digits, maybe 10, something like that. I, I mean, that may happen. I guess I'm a, a little less sure about that than you. I, I would want a lesser opponent because Utes made a ton of mistakes against BYU, yeah. and I'd want a lesser opponent to tighten that up. And I also got pushed around. <laughs> and And... I don't want a week to get that mojo back. And on top of that, the offensive line was so bad against BYU because they couldn't pick up a blitz. Well, that's all San Diego State does. Yeah. That's their whole scheme. Yeah, I got so, it. So, I I don't know. The it, thing about that defense that San Diego State plays is it's not like the Utes don't see some variation of that on the reg. I mean, that, that has become much more popular in college with who? football now. There's nobody that runs the stack in the Pac-12. Well, I... Uh, are you sure about that? Uh, I, I mean, even the Utes do it. Run the three-three-five no, stack. No, it's a, it's a. It's no, a, they it's run a, a nickel. Four, it's a four-two-five, but it, that's not that much different. It is different because uh, the 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 concepts in this offense or this defense are totally different. Coach Mack broke it down yeah, well. Yeah, I, I understand it's not exactly the same, but it's 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 not as far. It's not as unique as it once was. Is my point? It's not necessarily the players they have on the field. It's how they play. It's the blitzes that they run, and that that hybrid linebacker safety position is very unique. The Brian Erlacher position. We'll see. I mean, again, I don't think it's as unique as you're making it sound, but I, I do think that uh, the Utes will get their stuff together and play well in this game. And I think that is they already played Weber, you know. I mean, no disrespect to Weber State. They're really good for their level of play. But I think it's time for the Utes to grow up and go out and play the kind of football they're capable of playing. And maybe you don't think that that's that good, but I, I think it's it's pretty good. It could be. I don't know. they got a lot to figure out. That's my point. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't. But if you're playing a quality opponent, it seems like your attention to uh, detail and your overall focus should be sharpened chance to lose is a lot greater <laughs> you're such a you're such a downer man I, i'm looking at the the optimistic side of this opportunity and you're looking at the risk and no i i'm looking at a utah team that's coming off a really tough loss which as was a, i think it was a lemma who was talking about this during the football friday they got beat and it wasn't a fluke no it wasn't a fluke but byu is really good <laughs> Well, BYU's good. I don't know if we know how good BYU is uh, yeah, well, as just, of yet. And, it and, depends on – you could say that about any team. I mean, but I, – I, But I, it, it was a game they got beat thoroughly, and they made a lot of mistakes while doing it, and something happens happened that never happens to a Utah program. I mean, these are, these are red flags. I understand that, but teams aren't perfect. They make mistakes sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think that Utah is capable of – getting it back together and think about how good it will feel for the Utes in the setup for the rest of the season if they are to beat a quality opponent not a great opponent but a quality opponent
We're live at the RV Super Show here at the Mountain America Expo Center, 9575 South State Street here in Sandy. Going to be going on throughout the weekend, whether it's uh, RVs, travel trailers, toy haulers, motorhomes. They've got special show pricing for you. Kids under 12 are free. If you want more details or discount passes, you can go to utahrvsupershow.com. We'll have more big show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Time to talk football with Nick Ford, the University of Utah offensive lineman. Curious how you are after the loss to BYU, and I'm wondering how much that wrecked your whole weekend, so to speak. You know, you say it with a grain of salt. There's a lot of things on film that was good. There's a lot of things on film that were bad. There's a lot of things that people on the outside don't understand that people on the inside do understand and give credit where it's due. And, you know, it's on to the next week. Can't cope. Nobody feels sorry for us. It's a disappointment and definitely going to improve from that. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Cougars at 30 update. Here's Lapini Katoa. Ask for his feelings about BYU's invitation to the Big 12 Conference. Uh, I think it's it's a long time coming. You know, we've we've always been contenders with big time schools, and so um, we're just continuing to trend trend upwards. You know. This update brought to you by Rough Tough. They set the industry standard for custom seat covers for cars, trucks, SUVs, and UTVs. Get the best fit seat covers for the make, model, and year of your vehicle. And do some business with a Utah company since 1976. Check them out today. RoughTough.com. That's RoughTough.com. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Zone is giving away tickets to every Utah, BYU, Utah State, and Weber State home game all season long. Listen for your chance to win tickets to see the teams you're passionate about right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Standing in line to see the show tonight and there's a light on heavy glow. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the RV Super Show, 9575 South State Street here in Sandy, going on now throughout the weekend. Gordon, uh, I, Can I say something real quick? What? I I just listened to Lapini Katoa there, and I'm not picking on him, but... I wish, I wish, I long for the old days when players used to ask them a question and they would give you their real sort of conversational response instead of what they've been coached up to say. Really? Was that ever a thing or are you just kind of thinking Rosalie back on your younger years? No, back in the day, man, you could talk talk to players and they would talk as though they were, you know, hadn't been programmed. And I'm not saying that Lapine, I'm not picking on him. I'm just saying that all of these guys undergo this training, and it's just careful coach speak, really. And it's not necessarily what they really think. And I'm not saying that all the players back in the day were honest about everything, but 
and I remember players back back in the day talking like coaches too. But I, there were so there were colorful characters who weren't coached up to say, uh, to answer every question just so. I like that man. I miss that, and I understand the risks involved. I understand that sometimes you might say something that uh, <laughs> could uh, garner some attention or come out different than the way you meant it. But uh, that is the way uh, it used to be, well, far more often than it is now. And I, I it was better back then. Gordon, we had a, a discussion when Urban Meyer was hired for the Jaguars, and I thought uh, this is going to be a crash and burn. And uh, because the way he does things isn't going to work in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember exactly what you said, but I don't think you completely came along with my point of view, as often happens. But eh, I'm kind of following Urban's journey a little closely just based on what we know about him, and I don't think it's going to go well. And It hasn't so far. So a couple of things. And one report came out today, but just to go over some reporting that came out over the weekend that you and I haven't talked about. Uh, Jason Lockenfora uh, talked to some behind-the-scenes folk, uh, and uh, – he said this, Meyer uh, already has had, quote, repeated issues, unquote, with his assistant coaches and has rubbed the coaching staff and players the wrong way. Um, hours, uh, let's see, hours after the report was published, uh, the uh, the Jaguars lost to Houston. Uh, this was more from the CBS report, quote, Meyer has everyone looking over their shoulders already. He becomes unhinged way too easily, and he doesn't know how to handle losing. Even in the preseason, he loses He loses it and wants to take over the drills himself. It's not good. Well, so, now, well now that my view has been sharpened with hindsight, uh, I, I have to say that you were more right than I was. I, I, I thought Meyer was smart enough to make some adjustments. And, and on the one hand, some people say you've got to be who you are. And this is who Urban is. Well, it's uh, what's and, worked for him at well, very and least. And it is what he is. I, I, this runs to his core. And But I thought he was smart enough, wise enough through all these years to be able to pick up on cues, to be able to adjust. And it's, it's been rough sledding for him. And you're right. He, or whoever wrote that was right. He is, uh, he struggles with losing. He cannot... He doesn't know how to react to that, and I can understand why people are being rubbed the wrong way. So this this is uh, this is really interesting. Okay, this is the latest today. Uh, one of Urban's former players, Draymond Jones, who's currently a defensive lineman for the Denver Broncos, but played uh, under Urban from 15 to 18, had a couple of quotes on a podcast, and it was like I was talking to one of Utah's former players at Utah, like just <laughs> listening to some of this stuff. But he said. Uh, uh, let's see. Well, he said this at a press conference. Then he went into depth about it in a, on a podcast. He said, quote, I just know how he is. I'm not going to uh, I'm not going into it into great detail about it. But like it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Meaning the the mm-hmm. issues that have already been reported. And what you said is exactly right, Jake, that you could talk to many Utah players back in the day and they would they would say the same exact thing so listen to this though i i think this is uh, i think this is great he said quote going from college to pro is always difficult no matter what the level is whether it's coaching or playing especially because a lot of his philosophies were a lot college based and you can't do that with 30 plus men or even 25 plus men who've been around the league and they know what they're doing and they're well established <laughs> So, in other words, he can't break them down. 
and then and he make them his. He talked about this in uh, in the podcast. Um, well, let's see here. He uh, let's see here. He said uh, he's going to have to shake things up in terms of his coaching philosophy and style, recalling instances where Ohio State star players like Joey and Nick Bosa were its quarterbacks were treated differently than the others. Anyone outside of that upper tier was, quote, ridiculed and dogged, unquote, to a point where it made them want to quit. Yeah, see, Urban, that, that's, I mean, that was Urban at Utah. Yeah, that's, that was that's, his whole philosophy. That's just idiotic. If he's still doing that, I know that's he, how he wins. I know he's a great college coach, but that I mean, that's not going to play that, in that, the pros. That's one of the adjustments he needed to make. He didn't lose that crap. He did do that at Utah. He did do that at Florida. He did do that at Ohio State. It's not going to work in the NFL. I mean, that's a hundred percent. But I thought he would change. But see, changing what makes you—I don't think he would change because it's what made him successful, Gordon. Yeah. If you're. Uh, you're so proud of your green bean casserole, right? You know, you're, you're, you're dialed in. You've got your ratio of beans to cream of mushroom soup where it needs to be and your onion straws and all that. I mean, but if nobody likes that, wait, 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 hold, on. hold on, but it's your recipe for success. That's what you do. That's what you're good at. That's, that's been your contribution to no, Thanksgiving. I could, make, now, I could make a joke. If somebody said, hey, Gordon, you got to make baked beans now. I could do that. Maybe, but what made your green bean casserole so successful has nothing to do with baked beans. So Urban has to get rid of everything that's made him successful and come up with a new act, but and if, there's no guarantee if, that that act would say, be successful. If somebody said, you know, there's way too much salt in this green bean casserole, or it's too rich, it's got too many uh, mushrooms in there, then you make adjustments. Oh, it doesn't have enough green beans in there. You add more green beans. And he should have known this heading into the NFL, that that was not going to play. You're a great sports writer. There's no guarantee you'd be a great mystery writer. It's still writing, but it's a completely different genre. I'm, I'm not coming at you. I'm just trying to think of, of different examples, right? And maybe you would be a great mystery writer. I don't know. But the point is, probably, it's totally, probably could be okay. it's totally different, though. He should have known this. But that's what's made him good, man. I, Coddling players, and and that sort of thing doesn't coddle. work. Doesn't you, work you don't for have urban. to coddle, but you do need to level out the way you treat these men who are in your locker room. Yeah, but because they're not school kids anymore. But what works for him is coming in and kicking ass and coddling the good players, well, and it, and that's what works. But there so have who's been, to say there have been successful NFL coaches who have had that who had been that way? But you can't play these games that Urban played in college. You just can't do it. These guys, like just like the player said, these are established individuals who have, are playing at a high level. They may not be the best in the league, but they're, they're good athletes who understand what they're doing, and they don't want to be treated like kids. I agree with you. That's why I would never have hired Urban Meyer. <laughs> well, you were smart. You were very smart. That's why I would hire you to make my green bean casserole, not baked beans. <laughs> my wife can make some really good Because you have a track record of doing it one particular way. It works for you. It's good. But it doesn't mean that that would apply to the baked beans. Uh, what, if you're, what if you're a great chef? See, here's where I'm coming from, and this is the difference. What you're saying is turning out to be true. But I would think a great chef would be able to make green, green bean casserole and baked beans and 
chicken cacciatore, whatever it is. I would expect them to be able to adjust to the circumstances and bring in the right flavors. Yeah, but maybe you're a good Middle Eastern chef. Doesn't make you a great French chef. Your shawarma is terrific, but who? what does that mean you can make souffles? I would think he would be able to make those adjustments. I just thought he could, and it looks like he can't. And it, it, I mean, these players are sniffing this out, man. They know. They're just looking. It's going to get to the point. If he doesn't make some adjustments, it's going to get to the point where they just laugh at him. But he's, the, he's going to become a cartoon. But why would you think that him doing it another way would work? Because he has to do it a different way. But why would you think that that would work? The way that he does it, what's made him successful, doesn't work at this yeah, level. But just, so, yeah, but the way so these, why would his adjustments work? He could, he could utilize his strengths and eliminate the game plan. Though this I, I is thought, his strengths. I, I, don't, I don't think The that's, mind that's games, really all true. this stuff, this is his strengths. Uh, see, but I, I think there's more to him than that. And, I don't. I think he, he amasses more talent than the other team, and then he gets that talent pulling in the same direction by a manipulation and fear. That doesn't work at the NFL level. I had this very conversation with Urban Meyer. So? And, and he said, he said there, you have to find different ways to motivate people. Well, find a different way, Urban. Don't do it this way. It works with school kids. It doesn't work with grown men who are in the NFL. But this is he what makes him a good coach. He should have known that. This is what makes him a that's, good coach. This no, stuff is what makes him a good coach. That's part of what worked for him at the college level, but there's more to the man than that. There's not. <laughs> He's found a way to do it. It works at the college level. It ain't well, going to work at the pro. I will say this much. That some of it does come honestly to him. It's the way he was raised. It was what he became accustomed to. His father raised him, played games with him, uh, with the discipline stuff and the, and the supposed fear factor and the motivation. So, so it does. But I, I just thought that Urban would be smarter than this and be able to make those adjustments. And I don't think that's what necessarily made him great. I think there are other elements to his decision-making and some other things that he was able to do leadership-wise beyond this. Why doesn't he treat all his players the way he treated the, his favored players in college? Because it's a motivational tool. But it doesn't work. It does in college. Uh, well, it, it, yeah, but he can do that. He can motivate without playing the game. That's I, his style. That's what you're saying. The games are him. That's just, that's what just, that's his formula. Oh uh, man, I, I I don't I think his success was based in more than just that. Oh, I I really don't. I think he picks his spots where he's got a bunch of talent. He has a formula that he implements into underachieving teams, and it gets them achieving as, through fear and and yes, and taking the best players, coddling them, and making everybody else on that team fear you so much and want to be that upper echelon so much that they'll bust their butts. Well, if he if he thought that way heading into the pros, if if he had listened to you and me, we would have told him, Urban, that will not work. You cannot do that. Everybody could see that. Remember, we were talking about this a year ago. This is not going to work. Don't worry, man. He'll he'll have a hangnail at about a, a week nine, and Jacksonville will be looking for a new coach. <laughs> and Urban will be coaching at USC. Uh, <laughs> I would guess he'll take some time off, get back into the booth for a little Focus little on recharge. family. Well, he also yeah. told me that he would be done coaching by the time he was 50. Yeah, so right. That didn't so. work out. Yeah. 
His the, wife laughed out loud when I told he her. He rules with an iron fist. Where it, it works in college, doesn't work in the pros. Uh, and that's all he knows. Yeah, apparently so. Well, we'll see how it turns out. He's not going to win at Jacksonville. Certainly not this year. Stay tuned. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Utes at 50 update. Here is quarterback Charles Brewer asked if he's feeling a little more familiar with the offense. I think so. I think, uh, you know, even today corrected a lot of things. Um, still have some things to correct and get better at for sure, though. This update brought to you by Weber State Football. Number uh, nine ranked Wildcats take on number three, James Madison, coming up tomorrow at six o'clock. Purchase your tickets now. Weber State, uh, or excuse me, WeberStateSports.com or call 801 626 The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. Fresh off their win against Utah, BYU welcomes in Arizona State this Saturday for a showdown against the Sun Devils. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. And now, it's time for the big show to tell you exactly who will win this weekend in the NFL. Yeah, who are we kidding? These guys have no idea. It's your NFL picks with a big show. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, it's the big show here at the Utah RV Super Show at the Mountain America Expo Center, 9575 South State Street. Time to make our NFL picks. You know, Jake, before we do our picks, will someone please give Charlie Brewer a hug? What? He needs a hug. I think so. I think, uh, you know, even today, corrected a lot of things. Um, still have some things to correct and get better at for sure, though. Man, give the man a hug. He doesn't sound like he needs a hug. Sounds like it to me. Sounds like he needs a cup of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, let's get to our NFL picks. We pick three games, win-loss. We're not doing it against the spread. Austin and I both are two and one after week number one. Gordon pulling up the rear at one and two. Wow, what a bad weekend for me last week. But that means you get first pick this week, Gordo. Oh, all right. And game one is uh, the L.A. Rams, a a three-and-a-half-point favorite at the Colts. Who's going to win? I have a guarantee. Oh, boy. An absolute 100% ironclad guarantee. It will be the Rams victorious. Going with the Rams. I, you know, if we were picking against the spread, I also often likes to go with the, like to go with the home dogs. But uh, I'm not really feeling the Colts. <laughs> I, I'm just not. I'm not buying Carson Wentz. And, uh. and, and the line didn't look terrific in week one. So. I'm going to go with the Rams. Austin? Uh, So neither of you think the announcement of the in-season hard knocks uh, following the Colts (laughs) round is going to give them a boost? Negative. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're all either going to be right or wrong together because it's the Rams across the board. Uh, Next up, the Buffalo Bills head to Miami as a three-point favorite. Jake? I'm going with the Bills. 
I know week one didn't go exactly how the Bills want it, but in Miami, everybody says is a better team, but I'm still going. Give me Josh Allen over Tua. I agree with you 100%. Well, then I'll take the Dolphins to make it somewhat interesting, and uh, maybe I'll get ahead on that, and if not, oh well. Finally, Jake's favorite. Speaking speaking of the Dolphins, did you hear about that awful story up in uh, Denmark or something where they were killing all those Dolphins? No, never heard Thanks of it. Thanks for dropping in. Never with saw that. anything about Appreciate it. it. No, just like it was like almost two thousand dolphins were slaughtered. Jeez, a real problem with that. Anyway. For food? No. Well, uh, they they say that it was uh, in inhumane or in, in dolphinish, whatever the word is, because they were as part of a, a regular festival that they do, a tradition. But they were they killed too many. And then they didn't kill them quick enough. Oh, that is enough of that. Wow. Who, 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 Our third game, Where do you Austin? think I would have heard of that story? I Church. Uh, <laughs> Dallas. Oh, my gosh. I can't even do this. Cowboys at Chargers. The home team a three-and-a-half favor there. Uh, I'll go first. Give me the boys on the road there. Wow, really? Yeah. Give me the bolts. Yeah, I had the Chargers last week. I'll take them again this week. Yeah. All right. So there we go. We're different. Gordon and I are all the, are all the same. I'll either be, we'll be way ahead or it'll be over for me. <laughs> it's a long season. It is a long season at that. All right, we're live from the Utah RV Super Show here at the Mountain America Expo Center, 9575 South State Street. Uh, it's uh, the premier RV event uh, filled with the latest and greatest uh, RVs in the industry. They've got campers, fifth wheels, full-size RVs. The Utah RV Super Show is the largest selection of new and used RVs under one roof. Gordon, I know you've uh, walked around most of this uh, huge facility. Uh, you probably can confirm there's a lot all over the board, right? There is, and there's a wide selection to choose from. Whatever your budget is, uh, you can get something for ten grand, or you can and nice payments, uh, you know, manageable stuff, or you can go get that uh, five hundred and eighty thousand dollar big rig if you want. Ninety-five seventy-five South State Street, the Mountain America Expo Center. They're going to be open uh, tonight until nine. Tomorrow, ten a.m. to nine p.m. and Sunday, ten a.m. to four p.m. More next on the Big Show, ninety-seven-five and twelve eighty, the Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. We knew that this was coming when the Big 12 did what they did and took three AAC teams and put them into the Big 12. Those three have all accepted that invite. They're leaving. Now Commissioner Mike Oresco and Conference are headhunting the Mountain West Conference. There have been four teams announced as most interest. Air Force, Boise State, Colorado State, and San Diego State. The Mountain West is without a doubt a better conference than the AAC. But AAC Commissioner Mike Oresco is extremely aggressive. He's not going down without a fight. And if you're Craig Thompson and you're not being aggressive and you're not trying to find a way to put away the AAC, they're going to do the same to you. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
wrapping up a big show. Uh, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, big thanks to the Utah RV Super Show. This has been great. 9575 South State Street at the Mountain America Expo Center. Gordon, we've been out here for the last two days. We've met a lot of great people. We've seen a lot of cool stuff. And this is going on throughout the weekend. So we couldn't encourage our listeners more. Drop by. Indeed. See what's out there. It's yeah. really cool. It is cool. I've walked through this whole building. There's all kinds of cool things to see and to consider buying. And we've given away a lot of T-shirts. We have. We've seen a lot of listeners. It's, we have. It's really been great. It's yep. been a lot of fun. John, so, Johnny's been over there. Uh, busy. Yeah, talking to everybody. Busy. Very busy. Uh, Gordon, you, uh, what you got on tap this weekend, buddy? Uh, well, i got some football to watch on Saturday and uh, some work to do. And hopefully have some fun with my family. You? What kind of fun? You going boating? No. Playing charades? Actually, Shreds is kind of fun. I agree. Board game? Video games? Been a while since I played a board game. Uh, Scavenger hunt? (laughs) No, I 86 the scavenger hunts ever since I found out that my wife was putting $20 bills in the the, uh, Easter eggs. Uh, That's not really a scavenger hunt, though. Well, it's kind of is, isn't it? No, a scavenger hunt is where you have a list and you go around to your neighbors. All over town. Yeah, Yeah, you can ever collect the weirdest, you know, you have a list of 20 weird items and you have to go find them. Doesn't that get people in trouble, though, because you have competing teams and and then they're zipping around uh, irresponsibly? Irresponsibly? You're you're not robbing people for the items. (laughs) Yeah, but you might be driving fast or, you know. Who's driving? I, we just did this when I was a kid. You just scatter throughout the neighborhood. Give go, me half a toothpick or else. Yeah. <laughs> driving. So what do you Hey, doing? I think, uh, I, what? Well, I, I, yeah, I'm right. I drove when I went to the baseball diamond that time to uh, play that baseball game. And you did. Grand Slam. Against and the, I the little kids. And I heard him drive yeah. somewhere else. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad that you're playing into that joke. That's funny. <laughs> what do you got going on? I don't know. Nothing. Probably. <laughs> Juggling, juggling you're, kids. You're Gonna like, go to the little gym on Saturday morning. I got oh, court yeah. ordered community service myself. Oh yeah, Austin. Got in a little trouble with, with my that. last scavenger hunt. Yeah. Whoops. No. no, sorry that went south on you. Would you please make your life sound more exciting? Well, it's really a, it's not. <laughs> the <laughs> wife the wife is playing bridge on Saturday, so I'll be so, at home watching college football while she's playing cards. The, did I mention the little gym? We have a birthday party for a neighbor on Sunday. Oh, your life is hell. Oh, it's just kid Jeez. stuff. It's like, yeah, what, what was that all about? It was supposed to be sarcastic. I see. Funny. Uh, yeah, little gym. Yeah, it take, take pictures of those things in your mind because they will be fond memories. Oh, yeah. uh, she loves the little gym. All about it. So, you know, that's the highlight. She and uh, 50 of her favorite friends. I don't know if it's 50, but. Are you in charge of everybody? <laughs> no, no. I just sit there and watch, man. That's it. Okay. Uh, enjoy your weekend, Gordon. You I'll see you on Monday, buddy. All right. It, the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.